And we're live. Welcome to Bet Records, where we talk about hot topics, ideas, and all the shit you really want to hear. What is going on, Bet Records? We are back for another great fantasy football video. We might throw some uh, surprise other takes in here as well. We'll kind of see what happens here. Um, definitely stay tuned in for this one. We're going to throw you some flyer picks you should be targeting in the later rounds in your home league fantasy football drafts. Now, um, kind of start the episode off. I have a couple, you know, what do you want to call them? Breaking news kind of things. Um, what are, you know, before I kind of say this, you know, I know Darren Waller is kind of being looked at as, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, in that offense, he might not see as many targets, but Darren Waller hasn't been practicing. Coach says it's a contract issue. Um, Justin, are you looking to draft Darren Waller? Is this concerning to you? The coach isn't, uh, you know, seeing him in practice. They're trying a new, you know, playbook, trying a whole new offense this season, especially with Devonta Adams being added. Uh, does this kind of drop him in your rankings from this news? I would, I would potentially draft him. Obviously, there's a couple other better options at tight end. I really do think Devontae Adams signing is going to shake things up, you know, if they're going to target more towards the wide receiver. Because when you get a dynamic receiver like Devontae Adams, that's going to shift your whole passing game. You know, I believe Derek Carr was Waller the most targeted guy. Um, I'm, I think he was. Um, with him playing, maybe Waller did have some injury is issues, of course, last season as well, which kind of pulled him out of a lot of games and, you know, reduced some of those target opportunities as well there. Yeah, um, I do see great things happening this season for Derek Carr. I feel like he finally has a really good offense to lean on. Right. So, yeah, I would consider drafting Waller, but there are other options there. I think he'll do great. He just needs to get things figured out right now. Yeah, as long as he can get on the you know good side of the coaching staff, that's going to be the biggest you know question here. Um, so definitely something to monitor as the season or preseason continues. Um, Tom Brady back to practice. Yep. What, what, what Tom Brady expert over here, Justin? What, what was the deal? He missed a couple practices, or what's what, what happened? Personal issues. Um, I heard through the grapevine of his family, his kids are struggling with something right now, and. Obviously, family comes first. Yep. Um, I can't. I can't shame on somebody for that, especially if you're a father. Obviously, your kids come first before your career. After all, you're in it for them at the end of the day. Right. Um. Here is a uh, little rumor that's spreading around the uh, interweb here that Tom Brady is actually, or I should say, was actually, recording for the Masked Singer. And that is why he has not been in the last couple of weeks of practice because he was airing for the Masked Singer. You know what that you're familiar with that show at all? No. So are you serious, dude? It's like the biggest show right now. Masked so, Singer is pretty lit. Masked Singer, dude. Yeah, Antonio Brown's been on it. His buddy Gronk's been on it. Why would Tom Brady not be on it? I don't know. I don't have uh, TV services. <laughs> Me neither, so, but... <laughs> uh, I'm very interested in direct TV stream for any of you out there. <laughs> any of you out there. You know, we offer great packages with DirecTV Stream. If you ever need anything, hit me up. I'll give are we you a sponsored? Free demo. No, we are not sponsored. Oh, so it's, we, it's, we it's, can't really talk about it then if we're not sponsored. It's right? just a free shout out. Okay, free it's a free shout out. Free advertising. If you want to get hooked up, email us at betrecords at gmail.com. We'll uh, hook you up with a great representative for some coverage with some cable there. Um, moving. Streaming, not cable. What? What do you mean? DirecTV doesn't do cable? 
No, they do satellites, but uh, satellite an streaming. streaming device. Oh, okay, interesting. It's come a new age. In, come on in for a demo one day. I'll, All right. I'll Maybe we'll do a tutorial and uh, give you guys an inside scoop one day. Um, nonetheless, moving on to some other further news. Michael Gallup should be starting in week one or two. He was... Um, Excuse me, injured. There's been some injury concerns. List? He was on the pup list. Um, he's been running some drills and you know being engaged in practice now here. Um, the biggest you know kind of upside for C.D. Lamb and why he's being drafted so highly as well is because of the concerns of Michael Gallup's injury. Um, a again looking like he should be able to start within the first two weeks of the regular season here. And B. I still get it. Michael Gallup's one of those fragile guys, you know. We always say these guys are injury prone, but you know, unless they prove us otherwise, they're they're just gonna stay injury prone, right? They're gonna be injury prone unless they're not injury injured, I should say, anymore. So um, definitely something to monitor. He's not going in single digit rounds, so might be a half decent pickup in the uh, later two rounds. Um, what else do we got here? You know, um, I was watching. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching a fantasy segment yesterday, and it was ranking the top wide receivers. I just want to hear your guys's um, input on this. So this guy was actually ranking Justin Jefferson as number one wide yep. receiver over Cooper Cup. Yep. You guys think that? You guys think that's a good call? Mm -hmm. PPR. We are half PPR in our actual league, um, which is just half point per catch. Um, the majority of leagues are half PPR, so fuck the rest of them. Um, but nonetheless, the, I don't think the rankings really are a difference from PPR to not. Um, going back to the wide receiver question, Justin Jefferson has the biggest opportunity this season. Now, Cooper Cup did score, I believe, 60 more fantasy points than Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase as well, because right. those are the top three finishers of last season. So the biggest thing that he touched on with Cooper Cup dropping down is because of Matthew Stafford's elbow issues that yes. he's been dealing with, and on his throwing arm too, and your elbow is a big thing, so... Yep, that's definitely something to monitor. He's been, you know, it was kind of an issue towards the end of last season. Obviously, he powered through it, won the Super Bowl, did okay. Um, but, you know, certainly he's been dealing with it this offseason season already. They've been trying to limit Safford as much as possible, but he's definitely dealing with a football elbow or tennis elbow, whatever you kind of yeah, want to call it. And uh, probably. Well, Did he have early, it in Detroit? I don't know. No, in his early career with Detroit, it was all about his shoulder. I don't know if you know the dislocated shoulder game. Plus, okay. He was fucked up for a while, too. Yeah, either way, I mean, and that's just, you know, your biggest weapon is your arm, right, as a quarterback. So if you're having issues, A. I didn't know that was there. Oh, another beer? Yeah, it's right underneath your foot. Um, but, um, yeah, that's why, you know, I would take Justin Jefferson as well. We got the new coaching staff. You know, we're a little bit biased in Minnesota, but the general consensus is truly Justin Jefferson should yeah. have a higher upside than Cooper Cup. There should be a lot of regression for Cooper Cup. I don't think there's a ton. I think it's a really close finish between those two. Um, do you think uh, Josh, Jamar Chase should really be in the conversation with these guys? Uh, top three for sure. Definitely top three. Um, my kind of concerns with Chase is regression as well. I mean, he had a lot of breakout plays last season. It was a lot of blown coverage, honestly, as well. A, they kind of started to figure him out towards the ha later half of the season. 
B, he still had the broken. I know. He's, he, Josh is giving me that look like, no, nah, not really. You're right. 55 points in championship week. Yeah, yeah, that, that you know, that's fair. And I don't remember who that's they played. That's half PPR. So that's Josh, true. Josh, I actually yeah. have a question. Sure. Where, in what tier would you put T. Higgins in? Because that same channel is watching. I was actually speaking very highly of T. I don't Higgins. know. Maybe yep. like top 20 receivers? Oof. Top Because like that guy, he was putting him in tier three, saying that like, he was just as much targeted as Jamar Chase was. Yeah, but he's not. He's good. He's good, but he's not that good. <laughs> he, um, I want to see what he's they like finished last Thielen, season. You know, he's a, he'll be consistent, sure, but I don't think he's going to put up a bunch of big numbers. So last season, T. Higgins finished with 145 fantasy points, Jamar Chase 224. So definitely, you know, yeah. what, 60, 70 point difference? Um, again, Jamar Chase is ranked or projected to get 50 more points than him again, just because, again, yep, he's the number one there. Um, T. Higgins is just fine. I wouldn't mind taking him as a number one wide receiver if it falls, if I go heavy running backs, right? Um, otherwise, is it an exciting pick? I'm going to say no. It's never an exciting pick when you get a wide receiver two of an offense within the first three or four rounds because he's T. Higgins is going before round four easily every time in every draft as yeah. well, so... But yeah, yeah, and a couple, you know, a couple sleepers too. Um, one guy to keep your eye on is Julio Jones out of Tampa Bay. Um, that's gonna be a big, uh, big either low floor, high ceiling kind of guy. Um, he's either gonna put up some decent numbers in Tampa, or he's gonna shit the bed like he usually does. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there, just because he's not gonna get double covered like he was everywhere else. You know, you can't double cover him and leave Mike Evans open. You can't double cover him and leave Godwin open. True. You know, it's just it's just not going to happen. So, right. you know, he's going to see a lot of single coverage, um, a lot of that wide receiver three, a lot of, probably a lot of, a lot more slot play than he usually sees, I would guess. I know Godwin, that's kind of his home, but um, he's also out for the first couple of probably six, seven weeks. So, yep. you know, you're going to see a lot more there. I think that's a, a very a very decent late round pick. You know, I'm talking 13, 14. Yeah, 15. you can get him in the double digits that. easily. Um, My biggest kind of, you know, question mark for him is, sure, he's a great talent. He has definitely proven himself within the past five plus years. Last season I had him when he was on Tennessee. Not a great offense, we'll all agree there. But a totally fine offense. They did well. I um, believe they won the division even. But nonetheless, Julio Jones couldn't stay healthy. He played maybe four games for me, and in those four games, I think he maybe got double-digit points and half PPR scoring in one of those opportunities. Um, Tom Brady also has been talking pretty highly of Russell Gage. Now that was before the Julio Jones signing, so... Are they going to split time in three wide receiver sets? Of course, they're going to use one of those guys when Godwin's injured for the first couple weeks of the uh, regular season here. But um, don't I, I agree, not a bad upside pick. Definitely worth the flyer in the later rounds. Just uh, don't be afraid to jo- drop Julio Jones after week two if his usage isn't there. So Yeah, it's going to be one of those where you, you really don't know until you, you get into the season, you know. True, true. Right, right. Um, yep, he's currently going in about uh, the 12th, 13th round, so definitely not, definitely worth one of those flyer picks there. Um, one of my kind of, you know, looking at players here, one of my higher upside guys could be possibly Jahan Dotson, yep. who's the number two wide receiver, or should be, for the Washington Commanders. Now, Carson Wentz isn't, you know, the best, right? But it's definitely an improvement from who they had last year. 
Um, I can't even remember the guy's name because he was a backup for Fitzpatrick. Um, but nonetheless, he's been showing some talent in the preseason and in the uh, you know off-season workouts as well um, and in practice. So definitely uh, some higher opportunity there. I think, you know, truly, I love taking shots on some of these guys after round 11. Take your defense, take your kicker in some of these rounds. Just take then just take these shots because these last two bench spots are gonna be, you know, again someone you're dropping probably week one, maybe week two or three. Just you want to hold someone for the upside. Take a rookie, take a chance, see what happens. Yep. We also have uh, another one, Raheem Mostert out of Miami now. Um, kind of tore it up in San Francisco. He's pretty consistent with them. One of the, uh, kind of the same situation as Julio, you know. He has a very low floor, very high ceiling, you know. He, he could get the same usage that he did in, in San Francisco where he's putting up 10, 15 points every week, um, and he's a, a viable flex spot. Or he could not be used at all and just be a five-point guy, which isn't even fantasy relevant, honestly. So that's another one that I'm, I'm kind of in on that later round picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with him, just like every San Francisco running back, there's injury concerns, right? His age is a little bit of a concern as well. Um, Agree, not a bad flyer pick, but we do know Chase Edmonds should be seeing the bulk of that workload in this offense. Um, Edmonds is going around round seven, eight maybe as well. Um, Not a bad running back three, you know, grab for Edmonds there. Um, But yeah, we truly don't know how this is going to shake up with this running back room. I believe they have one other guy. Don't remember if they cut him or not um, when the cut, you know, portion of the season, preseason is hitting here soon. Um, But uh Nonetheless, Edmonds should be their guy in a very, you know, offense-heavy Dolphins team with the addition of, you know, Tyreek Hill. Um, Sounds like Jalen Waddell is struggling already this preseason with some injury concerns, so something to monitor, kind of going off track here, but something to monitor with him um, as well. We're going to kind of see how that shakes out. Uh, how do you guys feel strongly at all about Jalen Waddle trying to draft him over other players this season at all, or are we kind of off the wild train? Well, um, yeah, obviously when you think of Miami, Tyreek Hill is going to be taken over him. Yep. But at the same time, it's always the big question, is Tua going to be a star this year? And yep. Can he deliver? And, you know, the media outlets are pretty high, but now he has Tyreek Hill, he has a weapon, so then he'll utilize Jalen Waddle too. He's not just going to be thrown to Tyreek Hill every single time. And Jalen Waddle being as targeted as he was last season, I think we should see an increase from him this year. I think he's a solid pick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm I'm truly just on the fence, and I don't know which way to lean. It really depends where he drops. Um, he's kind of in the middle of that wide receiver zone where there's some definite you know flyers going later than him as well. So I think I'm looking elsewhere because right around Jalen Waddle is DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Elijah Moore as well, typically being drafted in. You know, all those guys are just kind of a wash for me, all kind of gambles. I get DK's a little bit bigger. DJ Moore is the only guy receiving the ball for Carolina and Baker Mayfield, who's been the announced quarterback there. Um, just don't really don't really see any of those guys being a true league winner this season. Um, yeah. Before we move on to the next player, I did want to make mention of another player in Miami, Mike Jacecki. Tight end, did great and phenomenal last season. However, so far... With this new plan to increase, you know, Tyreek Hill's workload and maybe do some San Francisco offense and plays there, um, Mike Jacecki has found himself lining up as more of a blocking tight end than a receiving tight end. So yeah. um, I'm, you know, I wouldn't mind him as a flyer as well. Grab him in your last round if you want to take a chance in that offense and you want a piece of it there. 
he is just so far looking like more of a blocker in this season. It doesn't sound like he's really happy about it either, but nonetheless, maybe some definite regression well, from him. Well, something you also have to remember is that could be a bluff too, you know? It could. Yeah, he's bluffing, and, you know, everybody's covering Tyreek Hill and Waddle. He fakes the block, goes out, he's wide open. There he is. Right. I like Gusecki. He's a solid tight end. He's clutch. He can make good catches and make big plays. I kind of see I him shy, like... I wouldn't regret picking him. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. He can catch the damn ball and he can make big plays. I kind of see him like Hunter Henry for the Patriots. You know, they're both... You know, we know the Patriots run two wide or tight end sets. That's why they have Juno Smith as well. Um... But again, we've seen Hunter Henry, they're on the third yard line, dump it off to him, and he gets a touchdown. You know, he's definitely going to see some touchdown targets just from being that bigger receiver. That's the point scorers. And you're right, you're right. So I like that take on it. In the red zone, your tight ends are the guys who are the most dangerous. Because, like, with guys like Tyreek, you're either going to see, like, uh, just going to beat the guy out on a fade, or you're going to get him on a slant. Yep. Tight ends are really the guys you dump it off, and they just. Badass their way into the yeah. end zone. Yep, uh, definitely like that as well. Um, another one that I've been hearing come up kind of recently in the fantasy community is uh, Wandale Robinson, who is a rookie for the New York Giants. Not a great offense. No one's really high on their passing offense with Daniel Jones. I get it. Um, but the real the real treat here is the injury concerns for all of those giant wide receivers. I mean, Kenny Galladay hasn't been performing well in the past seasons due to injuries and among, among other reasons. Um, Kadarius Toney as well, already having injury concerns in the preseason, um, has had injury concerns the past couple of years as well. Um, so there could definitely be some room for Wandale Robinson. He'll certainly be there in one of the later rounds unless someone else is uh, you know, listening to this podcast or doing their research as well. Um, possibly worth the flyer. I don't know if I'm sold on it. He, he, if no one picks him, he'll be there in the waivers. But, you know, if you want to get ahead of the game, wait till week four. Some more Giants wide receivers might fall. He might be, uh, you know, one of the top two wide receivers in that offense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely something to see there. Um, another one you got, Sammy Watkins out of Green Bay. Another one of those yeah. high-risk, high-reward guys. Um, Green Bay's kind of depleted on offense. Sounds like the receivers are hot garbage out there, not figuring it out. Yep. Um, obviously you got the lizard. He's going to be their number one guy for sure. It's just going to about, uh, who's going to be that number two guy. And, uh, yep. you know, Watkins has been there. He's done that. So he's one of those guys where he's either going to do what he usually does and put up three points a week, or he's going to tear it up with Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. Um, I could see it going either way. Right. Um, I don't, all of those green Bay guys are just kind of a wash for me. Even Lazard as well. Let's, I'm game to kind of break this down because we got Lazard projected to be number one. Um, Number two, we have, um, um, it's not Juju, it's um, MVS. MVS MVS isn't on their team. On Green Bay. He's not on their team. He's in KC. Frick. So that's it. You're right. Then we just have uh, um, (laughs) Romeo Dobbs besides Sammy Watkins. We have... um, God, who the fuck is the older guy? Um, Randall Cobb. Yep, got him as well. I think those guys are just kind of a wash for me, honestly. We've seen the Sammy Watkins experiment in, where did we see it? Kansas City, Baltimore as well. He did fine at the beginning of his season. I think he was at he was at Baltimore last season, right? Yeah. 
I think so as well. Um, he just was kind of a wash there. Didn't make a big name for himself. Didn't do anything fantasy relevant wise. Um, I'm, you know, we are kind of hoping, you know, if you're drafting him in one of the later rounds, you're hoping something more can happen with Aaron Rodgers being that quarterback here. But, um, you know, if he, he couldn't do it last year, I don't see that high potential for him. I would rather take a shot with Romeo Dubs, who's supposed to be, you know, the emerging rookie or Christian Watson. Watson's been struggling with the preseason. He should be, you know, the featured, you know, rookie wide receiver, but they got both these guys. Uh, Romeo Dubs is doing great with um, Josh Love. Again, not Aaron Rodgers, not the main starting quarterback, but again, he's been proving it in the preseason. So um, I, I don't mind taking a flyer at any of those guys because we really don't know how this whole situation will kind of shake up here. Yep. Another one uh, to keep your eyes on too, kind of going back to Tampa Bay actually. We have in the tight end slot, we have Kyle Rudolph with the recent um, emergence or... I guess not emergence, but uh, disavergence. Q-tip? Disavergence. Descendants? Descendants? Uh, Trade? Of Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Oh, there you go. Retirement. There you go. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Um, You have him gone. Um, Tom Brady has always loved his tight ends. He's always been hot on his tight ends. Kyle Rudolph was kind of a beast for Minnesota. He was always that guy in the red zone that they'd throw it to and he'd get it kind of a thing. Yep. So he's going to be another one of those guys. You know, he's getting a little older, so I don't know if he's going to be getting those calls as much as he used to. Yep. Um, But it's going to be another one of those high-risk, high-reward guys. He could, you know, he could put up no points a week or he could get 10, 15. I don't know. Right. It's going to be one of those where you pick them in the – the latter rounds and hope it works out. If not, you drop them. You know. Yep, yep. Kind of see him taking some of those end zone targets as well. Um, we see we see Gronk doing that all the time, and kind of talked about that with Hunter Henry and uh, you know Mike Jacecki as well. Kind of taking some of those red zone kind of tight targets there. Um, rolling still with the tight ends. I you know truly I think in your last couple rounds. A tight end flyer is a great option, especially if you don't have a Kelsey or a Mark Andrews or something like that as well. Um, Cole Komet for Chicago um, should be a PPR machine. He should be the number two receiving option behind Darnell Mooney for Justin Fields. It's a a sketchy, shaky offense. I get it. Um, But he's a big receiver. I believe he's going into his second year, if it's not his third um, this year as well. And he's already played one season with Fields playing. Um, so, you know, I think that's definitely a great flyer pick as well. There should be a tremendous upside with him. Um, a couple other you're, guys. You're not getting yep. Cole Komet in the later rounds. You don't think so? No, he's, he's tight end, uh, he's tight end 12, dude. Yeah, he's tight end 13 here. Remember, we're doing 12, you know, 12, uh, 12 teams. So in a 12 team format, each one picks a tight end. No so one's really picking backups, right? No one's really picking backups, until some of these later rounds. So if you want to reach for him in the 10th, 11th, you know, by all means, go for it. Um, I think he's going to be on some people's radars for some of these double-digit rounds. It just really depends on your league where they're going. Kind of going, keeping with the tight end trend, spring out Minnesota Vikings, Irv Smith Jr. Now, what do you guys think about the potential for Irv Smith? We know he just had some uh, injury, thumb surgery within the past week here. He's still in practice. He should be starting week one, if not week two. Do you think he's going to be on track for week one? Uh, what, what do we What do we think? 
I mean, I was high on Irv Smith last year, but after all these injuries, I'm not. I'm not so sure anymore. That's that's kind of where I'm at as well. Again, worth the flyer. All these guys are in that same boat. Drop them after a couple weeks. We're gonna see their usage after week one, as long as everyone's healthy and there's no one splitting time. You know, for these wide receiver or tight end groups here, right? Um, I, I just think, you know, there's some better opportunities for tight ends in some of these later rounds. We got David Njoku as well, who should be starting for Cleveland. Got a one, two-year contract extension this offseason. Um, I know we got Jacoby Brissett. Um, and then we got Deshaun Watson after week 11. I don't think we've talked about that yet as well. Deshaun Watson suspended for now 11 weeks after NFL review. Um, think he's worth the flyer. Um, Justin, I'm going to turn to you on this one. Got two more tight ends here. I'm going to throw three in here. We got Robert Tanyan, Green Bay, uh, Noah Fant for Seattle, Albert Okawagabanem. I can't say his last Justin, name for uh, Denver. Justin loves Tanyan. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Rogers does not like him. I don't know if Tanyan like slept with his wife or something. Guy That's why they got divorced, huh? Yeah, guy did not <laughs> pass the ball to him for shit. In the one game, he finally had a good game. Out for the season, torn ACL. At least I think that's what the injury was. Yeah, yeah, he had something. Um, he, yeah, I, I know he had one or two um, you know, half-decent weeks, and I believe they were both touchdown scoring weeks, if not just the one. I think he got two touchdowns in one game. Wasn't that the one game? It was against the Cardinals. Right, right, yeah. Where he had his best game, but got hurt. Right, so... One week I didn't start him because I was so pissed at him. <laughs> and that's how uh, fantasy goes. But, yeah, I think, you know, again, worth the flyer in the later rounds. There were the injury concerns in the offseason just due to that latest injury at the towards the end of last season. Um, should be able to start cut first couple weeks. He's the number one tight end as far as I'm concerned and aware. Um, again, with the wide receiver mix in that Green Bay offense. Aaron Rodgers might look towards that uh, bigger receiver at tight end. I'm not sure, but at the same time, I'm loving Noah Fant. Yeah. I'm loving Noah Fant for Seattle. He I, was in the trade with Drew Locke as well. I after I dropped Tanya. Yeah. Immediate results. Jeez. Yeah, so um, he did just fine last season. He scored 91 points, which is, um, you know, about average, you know, right below that kind of low-end tight end one for your fantasy football team. Tight ends aren't going to score, you know, massive every week. So kind of makes sense with that scoring from last season. He's pretty much projected to score the same. Again, with should be his same quarterback. We could put Geno Smith in there in Seattle. Big question mark there. But again, we got two new quarterbacks. We don't know who's going to emerge from that, you know, quarterback battle in this preseason. It's looking like... Uh, Looking like Drew Locke, but anything could change, and they may rely on that bigger target there. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about Kyler Murray being the QB five over <laughs> over the likes of Joe Burrow, of Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, um, Brady Wilson, Prescott. Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, Prescott. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, the reason why he's so high, and we can Stafford. already tell it, is I'm not high on Stafford. A injury stuff we talked about before. B he's just a pocket passer. I get it. I don't remember what he finished last year. Maybe top ten, but he was number one for quarterbacks. No, not fantasy wise. He not finished number one. 
There's no Top way. Like ranking wise, like at the beginning of the season. I'm gonna look at how many yeah. points he got. Well, at 347. He scored higher than Dak. Yeah. Tom Brady, I know, was top three. Yeah, you might be right. He didn't finish top five. You might be right People with that are one. Literally throwing Brady down just because of his age, and yet he almost won MVP last year. Yeah. Right. Um. For for the Kyler Murray take, I think it's the right spot for him. The rushing upside is there. He had injuries last season. He got a contract extension as well this off season. Um. The the nice thing and the biggest concern last year was. He wasn't comfortable doing a lot of audibles and kind of, you know, pulling a Tom Brady and taking control of that offense and, you know, throwing different wide receivers in yeah. different directions and whatever. Um, so far this preseason, um, Kyler Murray hasn't been playing in the games, but he's been calling the shots in the plays. So he's kind of taking that off-field look, looking at like looking at it from an offensive coordinator kind of view and making audibles on the fly as needed and such as well and realizing, okay, that was a bad play call. We should have ran something else, you know what I mean? So um, there's been talks of him being increased in the um, you know recording room, in the film room, I should say, um, doing some more film studies this season because his, uh, his latest interview was basically, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just that good, and that's what my talent is. And the coaches uh, weren't really a fan about that. Um, I, I think he's just going early because of the rushing upside. Um, I can kind of tell, Josh, you're thinking he should go later just because of Stafford and uh, some of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, some of the other guys definitely have more more consistency, which that's kind of what you want on a quarterback. You don't you don't want to have too much risk on that. I mean, obviously you want to have a guy that can put up big numbers some weeks, but you don't want to have a guy who can, you know, puts up 10 for you. I mean, you can get that off the waiver wire. You don't right. Need, you don't need your main guy to have that, you know? Right. Um, and my biggest... I don't want to say problem with Joe Burrow, but the biggest downside for Joe Burrow is his last three or four games were his highest scoring of the whole season, and that's how he kind of got back into back onto track for fantasy football and especially in the end year rankings. I believe he was certainly top 10, if not top 7. Yeah. Finished with 328. That's uh, 7 points more than Jalen Hurts last season. Doesn't have as much of a rushing upside. Um, I wouldn't say there's much of an injury concern with him anymore. There was a lot last season, of course, due to the you know previous season. But uh, nonetheless, I think all those guys kind of go the same. I, I, I don't get why Brady's going around, if not two, after some of these guys. I'd pick Brady over Burrow. That's just me. Brady should be finishing top five quarterback every season, and I don't think there's any other way to look at it. He's a touchdown monster. Yeah, he's a pocket passer. He's not known for his rushing upside. He's gonna get. He's gonna get in there and get the job done, though, nonetheless. True, true. Um, where are you guys at with kind of Trey Lance, Dak Prescott, um, Russell Wilson? Where are we at with uh, some of these guys that are going in the kind of later rounds of drafts? Yeah, Wilson's still kind of like a coin toss to me. It's really just going to see how he's going to fit in with Denver. I had Wilson last year. Mm -hmm. He did great up until he had that one injury. Yep. And then afterwards, he kind of just went shy. So it's kind of, is he going to adapt to, um, because like he had Metcalf, um, what's his name? Uh, yep, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett like that. Like, who's really a big star in Denver? I'll tell you right now. It's, he's not having D, DK but Metcalf like, this season. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. That's his big target this year. And no, you're right. He doesn't have Tyler Lockett, but he's got a tiny little quick Jerry Judy. 
Um, I believe he was a rookie last season, if not, not the season before. So he's coming into his second, third year. Um, I, I think those players are really comparable. Um, of course, every player you know is a little bit different in skills and abilities. But for Russell Wilson's sake and concerns, they're going to be pretty comparable. Um, they're going to look towards that Albert O as well at tight end. I think he's worth a flying pick or a flyer pick in the later rounds of fantasy drafts as well at that tight end spot because Russell Wilson does like his tight ends, and we definitely know that as well. So um, how is it going to shake out with Denver being a more run-first offense? Not sure. Will they change it with the addition of Russell Wilson being a better quarterback than, uh, was it still Teddy Bridgewater last year? No, it was Noah Fant last year. Um, No, not Noah Fant. Um, Drew Locke, sorry. Um, they, they could change it a little bit. It could be a 50-50 split there. Javante Williams is a great talent for that backfield and the running back position. So um, I think there's a lot of upside for Russell Wilson. Um, I would pick Russell Wilson over Trey Lance. That is just me. I think it's a safer option. Do you think Trey Lance is going to score more than 300 points this year? Right now, I'll tell you the projections, and then I kind of want your thoughts on this. Russell Wilson to finish at 307 fantasy points projected. Trey Lance to finish at 315 projected. And Dak Prescott, 333 projected. What do you think for Trey Lance? Mm, Yeah, I'd say about that. That's about right. I think that's about right. You would do, yeah? Yeah. A little bit more with Dak, so you'd take Dak over Trey? Yeah, I would say Dak would score a little more than Trey. Yeah, I think so, too. The biggest you know, problem for Cowboys... I just still don't know how I feel about Trey Lance. I know. Me, too. We haven't seen him had a full season. We saw him in a pap- couple passes last year, but I mean, he's got all the weapons there. He's got great running backs. He's got a great coach. He's got um, you know amazing wide receivers as well. George Kittle, tight end, awesome as well, as long as everyone can stay healthy. Yep, yep. Um, You know, he's got a lot of great opportunity. He's going to be under a lot of pressure, though, um, this season. Am I taking him as a starting quarterback? No. Am I taking him in best ball leagues? Yes. Am I taking someone else as a backup? If I, you know, grab Trey Lance as my quarterback one, I certainly am. I'm looking for Matt Ryan. I'm looking for Kirk Cousins. I'm looking for someone to kind of back that up there. Um, I think Dak should improve from last season as well. I was even watching something last night about Kirk Cousins and saying how he is basically the most underrated quarterback of all time. His record, his overall record is 59-59-1, and 59 and one, hmm. which is 500, which spells journeyman. Right. But his stats tell a different story. Right, and I was going to even add to that, I don't remember how many losses we had, eight for the Vikings last season, something like that, maybe nine, I don't know, but seven out of nine of those were losses by three points or less. That was the other reason they ranked it. Yep, that's that's the problem. So you count it as a loss. It's kind of going back to, um, we just did a UFC video. If you guys are interested in the recap from that and are still listening, go ahead and check that one out. It was kind of a quicker video, but um, we kind of talked about, you know, last year things as well. I kind of forgot where I was going with that, but oh, that's all right. Yeah, I was like, you're going into UFC and doing that, Kirk Cousins. Cousins, I know. Oh, yes, we were talking about the judge rankings. That's what it was. You know, the the, the rankings and the scores from the judges don't tell the whole story of the match or the competition in sports always as well. Goes kind of hand-in-hand with Kirk Cousins. He had that record last season, 
Vikings should have uh, kind of secured those wins, and hopefully with the new coaches, we pull something together. I was going to say an NFL game where like, it just goes back and forth, and then judges say, yeah, you may have scored more points, but... But they had the longer <laughs> touchdown or something stupid, right? Yeah. That would be That would be interesting. Um, well, I think that's kind of it for this one. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to do a recap of our personal fantasy football draft. Um, if you're not already looking on our channel, we're doing some mock drafts. Got some more for this weekend coming up. Uh, I had some more previously, so get yourselves ready. Justin's excited as well. Football is back, Football baby. is Woo! back. We're going to have some pregame uh, episodes and some contents for uh, next week as the preseason is coming to an end. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for tuning in as always. Make sure to leave a subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out. Peace. 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 Like how she move it. Like how she move it.